0: On this episode of Resi Week, CEDIA's Propel Program, ADT and Google, and Josh AI's new lighting control spec. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is, is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is ResiWeek, Episode 249, Propel Yourself. Support
1: for AV Nation
0: is brought to you by
1: Vanco International. Learn the technology behind the award-winning EVOIP, AV over IP system. Become EVOIP certified today.
2: And by Blackwire Designs, the go-to distributor for the CI industry with an extensive product lineup backed by unmatched sales and system support.
0: Welcome to this episode of Resi Week, your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott, for AVNation.TV. And this week, pleased to be joined by two of my uh, best friends in the industry. First, we have Mr. Jal Sutton, the SVP of Industry Engagement for Cedia. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Thanks. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for being here. Then we have Mr. Jason Knott, the Chief Content Officer at CE Pro. How are you, Jason?
1: i'm great matt thanks for
0: having me thank you both for being here gentlemen i want to kick this off with a story that comes to us from residential systems cedia has a brand new program called propel it is an affinity program designed to accelerate economic growth and business opportunity um so we're gonna we're gonna jump into a couple things on this uh one i think this is a a really awesome program and read through Uh, this article on Resi Systems about Propel. Essentially what it's going to do is if you are a CD member, and and Giles, correct me if I butcher any of this, uh, but essentially if you're a CD member, you can uh, get access to some products through uh, Amazon, as well as a couple other manufacturers where you get a discount. You have an opportunity to get into their uh, dealer things by being a CD member. It's an affinity program. CD is not a distributor, and all this other fun stuff. Giles, let me let me start with you on this. It's it's a really cool program. It is not a cookie cutter affinity. Hey, shop here, save twenty percent. Um, like every other membership uh, that almost all of us have in their in, in your wallets, whether it's a political party, whether it's CAA or, or AAA or whatever they call that in the UK. Um, you get savings with those. This is a slightly different program, but it's still just an affinity program. Can you explain to people, first of all, what an affinity program is for anybody who doesn't understand what that is? Um, but then dig into why this is different and, and really how this is going to help grow business.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Matt. I think so affinity programs are not uncommon in, um, in, in nonprofits in member associations. And, um, And Cedia have had them them in the past as well. I mean, they're they're typically where the association looks for special kind of exclusive offers or discounts on products um, to really uh, entice members to join the association or add add more value to membership. So the sort of typical affinity program will be, you know, things like mobile phone discounts and credit cards and things like that. And when, you know, when we were looking at at what Cedia could do, we really felt that we could actually solve some, some industry problems at the same time as offering some special, special offers to our members. And, and really with, with Propel, um, we wanted to look at ways in which we can actually bring new brands into the space from the world of IoT, brands that may not necessarily have the pro channel on their radar, who, who may just have a complete go-to-consumer um, model and really show them the value of using a pro, of working with a CDM member, and, um, and, and this really being a launch pad for new brands into the space, new and emerging brands. So um, yeah, for, we're, we're excited with the brands that we have. We've started with Amazon Ring, um, Immersive Gym, and also Bright. All of them um, have, have completely different go-to-market um, models and, uh, work with integrators in different ways, you know, with Amazon and ring, it's through Amazon business with bright, uh, it's through still to a consumer product. Um, and then with immersive gym, it's more of a consultative sale, um, with the integrator and design process. So it's kind of, addresses a lot of different models. And we thought with, with this program, there are going to be different models because it's really us showing the value of our channel to brands that weren't necessarily, um, a, either considering the channel as an option, or B, have maybe a, a new focus on the brand who want to build more awareness with the pro channel.
0: Very good. Jason, one of the things that, that has come up, if you followed any of this uh, online, has been the behemoth that is Amazon. And there are people that love Amazon. There are people that hate Amazon. Uh, there are dare I say, integrators that will bemoan Amazon online all day long while ordering half of their products from Amazon. Um, What does it mean to the channel uh, to have a partnership with Amazon?
1: Yeah, I think the big picture that I look at from this is from the positive side, Amazon's back and they're looking at this channel. Again, you remember, we all remember a few years ago when they had a big booth at Expo. And then they felt, you know, for one reason or another that either CDM membership or the Association didn't support their efforts in the industry. They didn't come uh, back to the show. Um, You know, it's funny, as I was thinking about being on the the call today, knowing we were going to talk about this, that I kind of really wish that Julie Jacobson was here because for years, Julie wrote about the IOT space, the Amazons, the Googles, the Sonoses of the world, um, that and took a lot of flack. I mean, her back mm-hmm. was, was pelted by uh, integrators in the industry. Why are you writing about these products? Why are you talking about these products that are the enemy, quote unquote? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, her her tactic, and again, it was CE pros, and it was, we 100% backed exactly what she was doing was, you guys need to know about these things. And whether you're going to, you know, switch somebody to something else maybe, or you are gonna be a reseller for that product, or you're gonna install that product, you still need to know what's going on about it. And so this is kind of a full circle situation that Amazon is actually, you know, not saying we wanna get to your customers, Mr. Integrator, they're saying we wanna to get to your customers through you again. So I think that's the bigger picture here. And you know whether this is a sleeping with the enemy and the and where distributors are upset or buying groups are upset or whomever are upset, I'm gonna look at that bigger picture from a positive standpoint than Amazon's back and addressing the channel.
0: So I'm kinda of glad that you brought up the, the potential of people to be unhappy about this because I, I, I saw this come down Um, and I took the approach that you took Jason. I was excited to see it. I was excited to see that Amazon is is wanting to work with us. It, it it reminds me of, you know, the reason that so many integrators sell Sonos, whether they love or hate Sonos, they sell Sonos because Sonos has a brand that they can slap on their truck. And when they walk in and talk to a client about, do you want multi-room audio? They go, you mean like that Sonos stuff? And they go, yes. And then they sell something and they make money. It, it, it again love them or hate them, it can get you in the door and help you sell sell something. The thing I see with ring and Amazon is whether it directly fits your business model or not, being in a partnership with a major brand is good. It it, it helps people, it helps your business, it, it it leads you with some credibility. Can can one of you and and, and I'm assuming this will be Giles, but can either one of you talk to kind of the, the frustrations that people see, is it, is the frustration stemming out of integrators being locked in this mindset of how we do business and how we go to market that has been somewhat unchanged since, you know, the, the industry quote unquote started 30, 40 years ago. Is that all this is, is that we're not used to newfangled things, or we're concerned that all of a sudden this is going to you know, we're, we're going to lose our shirt by partnering with with Amazon or, or,
2: or any other brand out there?
1: I'll let you take that, Giles, and, I, then, I, I can I, try, <laughs> and then I can chime in. No,
2: I, so I, I was going to say, I think there's probably a whole mix of feelings about it, if I'm honest. I think there's probably some um, feelings from how, um, you know, some some past uh, programs that CD has had with Amazon, with um, some conflicts with like their home services um, uh, program that they had, which has now been phased out, thankfully. So there isn't really any competition um, that I can see with 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 an integrator's activity. Um, but yeah, I think there. You know, there's there's sometimes uh, perhaps a perception that this is this is you know uh, going down market. Maybe that as well. And actually, I I, I think we all know that actually. As you said, Matt, rightly or wrongly, this is a product that is very well known and is often the first step that a consumer will take to actually building a smart home. They'll go, like everyone will go and buy, you know, an Echo or will maybe have a Ring doorbell. And actually, um, these are the products that consumers are using. And, and we, you know, we looked at, for example, the C Pro 100, the recent C Pro 100 research and the CD size and scope. And right up there, you know, is, is Ring... Um, and, and, and Amazon as being the number one voice product and also security products. So it's, you know, these are products that are going into uh, homes that integrators are working on for sure. Um, I just think there's, there's you know, that there is some um, perhaps resistance to this, this very large company, but, but we've had great success, um, for example, with Google. We're talking to Google a lot as well on the same time. The Google have been, um, they, until, you know, COVID hit, Google, we're going to deliver the keynote at every single one of our tech summit events. And um, we're actually, I, you know, I talk to Google every other week now. And actually, this it, it, it's a growing trend I see of of big tech really starting to embrace the pro channel. And they've, they've got different strategies as to how they're going to do that. But ultimately, I think when we look at Amazon and Ring products, these are products that, are, that can be specified amongst a much bigger like mix of products that, that integrators work with. It's you know, it's, it's not uncommon to see $5 million homes that have ring doorbells on them and, it's, and have an Alexa in it, but they may have a very high specification a- AV system, you know, high quality um, hi-fi or, or, you know, this, the, the, this I think, I don't, I don't see this as low end or high end anymore. I just, I, I see this as just a, 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 about, you know, a selection of brands that integrators mm-hmm. have at, at their disposal. I don't know what you think, Jason.
1: You know, I think you hit it right on the nail there. I think that uh, people always look at these large companies with some sort of nefarious um, uh, motive that they might have. And I can remember uh, when Amazon did the home services, talking to them specifically, and they said, "We, it's all about getting people to buy stuff from us. You know, that's what we really are all about, you know, and It really wasn't about making money on the installation or, you know, those things that where the integrators make money. So, um, you know, we know Amazon and Google and and Microsoft, these guys are very smart people, and I'm sure they have an an end game. But again, I'm I'm not putting on rose-colored glasses, but I'm looking at it from that 30,000-foot view that they're not bypassing the channel, they're using the channel.
2: I'd also say, I think, you know, when you look at the more sort of traditional brands that have been in the channel, you know, like control system brands, you know, I, I think we'll all remember when, when, um, you know, Alexa, when Amazon Echo came out, that actually it was a race from these brands to have that integration. They, everyone wanted that integration because people saw the importance of having that. Um, and I think that's, that's the other thing is that when you're looking at um, Amazon and Ring, um, they're also creating a, a, a lot of um, integrations across the market now. With, with Ring, for example, they have their pro-only product as well. It's, that has, you know, it's not just you know direct to consumer. They have a whole pro uh, product line as well, and, 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 and just being careful with, with trying to create integrations across, across the industry. So they, they definitely do have a different approach now. There's people that we know that have been, you know, they're employing people from other CI. Companies now to, to mm-hmm. fate to be the face of them. Um, and I think that's just how it's changing. They realize that this industry is about people. It's about um creating all of these different alliances and um and having a face. Yeah,
0: very good. All right, gentlemen, let's uh transition slightly to a story that comes to us from CE Pro, the new Google or ADT plus Google platform is going to hit the market in late 2021, opposed to the original date of 2022. Uh, now, if you don't remember way, way back uh, about a year ago, ADT announced that they were going to start a, a, a new platform that was co-branded with with Google and was going to utilize a bunch of the Google smart products uh, in the ADT alarm platform to create a ADT plus Google smart home, um, that mouthful aside. Uh, very, very cool, very, very cool thing uh, that they've been working on. And it's it's more impressive to me that they've been able to speed this up. Jason, I wanna start with you on this one. I, I'm very intrigued with this, especially as somebody who does not, uh, like my personal company, we do not do a lot of alarms. That is not our game at all. We don't really play in it. Um, but this is one of those partnerships that not only surprised me when it was announced, but continues to surprise me with the expediency in which they've been able to uh, start to plan to bring this to market. When you follow this, and, and I know that you've been following this closely, is this something that your average dealer, your average integrator can leverage? Or is this something that's going to still kind of be out there with just the ADT installers and the ADT dealers? Is, is, is this going to pull more dealers towards ADT?
1: I liked how you transitioned when you said a slight transition. Uh, that was that was very uh, good because it's kind of the same thing that we were just talking about in terms of this big brand. And this was a very complicated situation. You know, ADT needed money, uh, you know, 10 months ago f- to pay down debt. And Google came in with a $450 million investment. So there was a need on the ADT side. And the part of that deal was... You know helping to put together this platform pushing through this platform um which think about again big picture here Jason not not with his rosy colored glasses on but 30,000 foot view <clears throat> 39% of all security systems that will be installed this year are going to be of monitored security systems mm-hmm. by the way are going to be DIY and this the the the, the big picture again positive out of this is that Google is working with ADT on a professional installation product. They're not, it's not a bypass. Now, do we know the end game of Google for I think almost anything that they're in? They want to, they would like to control the channel. Um, They want to control every element of the channel. They want to control the sales. Think about a lot of the things that happen through through Google. They can already control a lot of the sales channel. They want to control this. Is might be their move to control the product portion uh, at some point. And the, obviously the platform, the, the, uh, everything that's integrating with net, all the Nest products are going to be integrating here. And then ultimately, I believe that they probably do want to control the monitoring part of this too, the monthly mon- money that's going to be that they see customers paying them, just like right now, they pay central stations. I think Google sees that as an end game where they want to control the channel from, from end to end. Um, right now, you see somebody like Vivint doing that or somebody like ADT is doing that. And one of the key things that was that was in this agreement that I think was interesting is the CEO of ADT, Jim DeVries, was very, very clear to say how ADT, quote unquote, was retaining control of the product. We were retaining control of the platform. So, um uh, it's, it's a, it was a very complicated deal bent upon the fact that ADT needed the money um, and I think they're now going to elevate the platform and I'm glad to see again that here's a big tech company that is working through the channel and not around it at this point.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's very intriguing to watch. Um, as, a, as a minor side note, uh, it also surprises me that ADT in Canada was sold to one of our telco companies, uh, essentially a, a company called TELUS, which is very similar to Verizon, that, that type of thing. Um, but I digress. Uh, Giles, what does this, this move? Um, obviously when they, when they purchase it, we, we were talking about this as well, um, but now that they've announced that they're, they're moving this up almost an entire year uh, at, at, for, for launch, what does this do to the alarm industry? As a whole, to to kind of continue with this thirty thousand foot view, it it kind of reminds me of your your point from the previous story about uh, seeing a ring doorbell on a multi million dollar home because it just works. It's, it's it's easy. Customers love it. This hits me as one of those when I when I look through the flyers that I get from our our one of our low voltage suppliers, and it's got all the different panels and all the different options from all the different manufacturers they look so antiquated to what I'm expecting this partnership to bring out. Is this something that to Jason's point, you're seeing so many DIY alarm systems being put in, uh, and then to have a ADT slash Google juggernaut, if you will, is this going to dramatically reduce the impact of all of those other alarm manufacturers?
2: Well, yeah, I think I, I- quite possibly i mean i think it's a it was a it was definitely um quite quite um eyebrow raising when this announcement first came out and for it to obviously now be moved forward as well is even more significant i think it 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 shows um the importance that these big tech brands are are placing on um security being the route into the home i think you're you're right that um that the, the sort of traditional perception of, of, of uh, intruder alarms is that they are these sort of antiquated panels and things on walls. And I think um, with Google, with all of the other pieces that it can bring with all of the, um, you know, the different products that they have, it is, it is a way to, to, to bring smart home it really into the into the home so for them it's a big it's a it's almost fast tracking that because obviously i think probably what they're seeing we spoke about it earlier is is the the what the progress that's being made um with ring in that regard and this is actually uh, a, a way for them alongside adt to really completely modernize the um the whole security industry and bring it bring it up to date i think um so it is, yeah I think it's it's it is definitely going to change um, that whole that whole industry quite significantly.
1: Now remember the other thing that's interesting is that ADT also works with Amazon on its Alexa Guard product too. Mm-hmm. So they've got a Oh, she's going to talk to me now. I should have, shouldn't have said it out loud. Sorry. <laughs> um, so they already have they already have, are working with Amazon and I I see um, this deal. Uh, you know, we had an analyst uh, who we spoke to who was predicting now that he foresees Amazon moving to uh, approach companies like somebody like a Vivint or somebody like that to try and formulate a similar path on the Amazon side.
0: Yeah. yeah it'll be very entertaining to watch because uh, neither of those companies are going to sit back and and let the other get a competitive advantage, if you will. All let right, right. Let's, let's wrap this up with a uh, a a quick story that comes to us, uh, from res from residential tech today. Uh, Josh AI has offered guidance on voice control of Lutron lighting systems. Uh, what Josh AI has done is they've put together a, a, a white paper that documents the deployment and programming best practices for voice control of Lutron systems. Now you may sit back and go, well, this doesn't seem that revolutionary. This doesn't seem that newsworthy, but let me correct you. Um, This is one of those things that no matter what voice control option you're using, frustrates users immensely. Uh, The inability of integrators to seemingly label things and and program systems in a manner that makes sense for the average user. (laughs) Can't believe we're having to say that, but it's really true. Giles, I I wanna start with you on this. Again, this seems very simple, but you and I both know that it is, is, is anything, but is this one of those things that was needed to have, because I know, I know Lutron documents this, I know that they have their own white papers on how to do this, but a lot of that was more, dare I say, uh, kind of designed and, and, and programmed and thought out before voice control was such a big portion of it. It was for, you know, how to, how to properly do that within their own system needing is this something where we needed a company like josh to look at this and say okay so here are kind of the standards that need to be done
2: to make it simple to operate a lighting system absolutely i mean i i've i i remember having sort of conversations um With people that are not that not in the industry but that but have bought smart home um systems and have said to me oh my goodness i have to i have to tell my blind i say you know switch off alexa switch off my blind or switch on my blind i mean it's just so unintuitive you know it's like (laughs) not raise the blind or lower the blind switch it on or off that makes you know the max that makes complete sense of course you know i think here here we um see josh which is obviously you know a, a voice product that is um you know, has such great channel awareness and really understands, um, you know, from from deep, uh, you know, you know, interactions with with the pro pro integrator community, they know what their customers um, are asking for. And here we actually have um, a solution where it's it's just much more aligned with what the homeowner is likely to say. And that, you know, and I think we all will agree there are certain things with um, the, the voice products that we've just spoken about where. If you don't say it quite right, it can be so frustrating. We have to repeat it maybe three or four times so you get the phrase the phrase just right. Well, you know, we understand tech, all of us on this call. We can we kind of forgive it if if we don't get it right that first that first or second time. But a homeowner, it becomes incredibly infuriating, and I think that's why it's so important that um, this had to, you know this had to happen. This, this natural language commands, and that's something that I know, Josh. AI has always pr- prided itself on is having um, it being a lot more natural. It doesn't feel like you're talking through a menu system, mm-hmm. which some some have felt like previously.
1: My Jeez. takeaway from this, uh, Matt, is um, it was an interesting comment note note in there from Alex Caposelatro that the that among the primary, if not the primary, uses of voice control from a smart home standpoint was for control of lights and shades. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if integrators don't know what their customers are using the voice control for, this tells you right now, it's it's control of lights and shades is among the primary usage. So you've got to have best practices put in place.
0: What is it going to take, Jason, to get uh, in- integrators to adopt those, though? Because I know that when, and, and full disclosure, I'm a Lutron dealer, but when we go and we design lighting systems... We name things based on our internal nomenclature that we always use. And then we usually have a consult with the client just to make sure that, hey, when we say potlights, if we've got an expat from the U S who's living in Canada, they're going to call them cans. And no matter how many times I tell them, no, those are potlights. They're going to say, no, they're cans. Dang it. Name them cans. And I'm calling them cans, What is it gonna take to get integrators to actually adopt something that is both standard, but also localized?
1: It's difficult. You know, I know, uh, you know, Cedia had put out, uh, uh, just thinking about cybersecurity as an example, here's something that's never been standardized. Cedia has put out numerous white papers about it. Um, CTA had a cybersecurity checklist and I can count on one hand that the integrators I know who are using it, uh, who are who are using that 17-point checklist on how to deploy a cybersecurity system correctly, you know, cyber protection for their customers. So, um, you know, I don't want to underestimate integrators. They're they're really smart guys, and they work their tails off. So I don't. I'm not going to um, throw anybody under the bus. I know that they're they're doing their best out there, and um, they will, the better integrators uh, will adopt it. And whether those are one man shops or, or the big boys, they will ad- develop these best practices and they'll be, in a, in a, in a, be able to differentiate themselves eventually with customer base.
0: Excellent. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Uh, We're going to leave it there. Thanks again for joining us. Giles, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Cedia and obviously the Propel program uh, and every other program Cedia is doing right now, where can they connect with you?
2: They can email me at gsutton at cedia.org or reach me on Twitter, Cedia Giles. Excellent. Thank you, sir.
0: Mr. Knott, thank you, sir, for taking some time to, to chat with us today. If people want to connect with you, learn more about CE Pro, where can they do that?
1: They can just ask Amazon or Google, because I know that they're going to they're gonna find me out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jason W. Knott, or of course, go to cepro.com.
0: Can we please get a CD skill, uh, or, or sorry, uh, uh, an Alexa or a Google skill for Jason? <laughs> like correct. all this if it can be. <laughs> Hey, hey, Alexa, what's Jason written today?
1: (laughs) What is he doing?
0: (laughs) What's he doing? No, they're not sure. Uh, Thank you again for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover.